This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. following platforms apple podcast google play spotify tune in stitcher soundcloud and podbean just search just the two of us podcast follow us on social media on facebook just the two of us podcast or on twitter we can be found at jttou podcast or follow us individually. You can find Steven at Nipsey, N-I-P-S-E-Y. Or follow Tracy at Trayrific, T-R-A-Y-R-I-F-I-C. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. We are back. And it's been a while. A short while. A short while. Not a long while, like we, usual. We, 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 ha- we have a reason for it. We had a little technical difficulties. Yeah, man. Yeah, we, we did plan on popping out, you know, an episode a week for you guys for our Watchmen uh, episode recap series, but we just had some technical problems with the uh, the podcast and everything, mm-hmm. so... So, yeah, so we had to improvise right now. So we're improvising, and... Um, Hope this works. <laughs> we're actually going to give you two episodes in one Woo! tonight, so that's good. Two in one. Episode three and episode four. Yes, three and four. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to start with episode three, and then, uh, you know, give us... Give you our thoughts and all that and then Mm -hmm. episode four so i'm gonna read a very short little recap since it's been a while of episode three um this is straight from the internets so episode three was called she was killed by space junk and uh it just says here following a late night visit from the senator fbi agent Lori blake heads to tulsa to take over the recent murder investigation also, the Lord of the Manor receives a harshly worded letter <laughs> and responds accordingly. You know, every time I hear Lord of the Manor, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna t- t- diverge us for a, for a split second. Okay. But every time I hear Lord of the Manor, I think of Seinfeld and the contest episode mm, where, ah, where yes. they had to refrain from doing certain things. So it's like. Are you master of your domain? Are you queen of the castle? Yeah. <laughs> um, lord of the manor, king of the county. So every time I hear lord of the manor, <laughs> that's, that's, that yeah. image comes into my that mind. That was a funny episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So she was killed by space junk. Um, let's jump in, shall we? I guess my biggest thing, in th- my biggest... Um, question in this episode is who the heck is this game warden and like where is Vite? Vite, yes. like where is he <laughs> this is like this this whole i'm starting with the subplot i guess the sub story uh secondary story of of watchmen here because it's just so intriguing to me and i'm just like what what is going on 
<laughs> I know. It's like it's the whole Vite storyline. Like it takes place pretty much like the last like 10, 15 minutes of each episode. Right. And it, it always seems so completely detached yes. from the rest of the episode. Yes. So it's, it's, it's almost as if you're watching a, a totally different show because and, there's no overlap. And because it's at the end, it, it sticks with me um, from episode to episode because I'm just like, what is what is going on? It's so weird. Yeah, anyway, I mean, yeah. yeah, my theory was that, like, I think he is in some sort of, like, simulation. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like, right. some sort of, like, computer simulation or something like that where it's, you know, either, you know, just like in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they had, like, the mainframe and they were mm-hmm. plugged into this virtual world. Right. And that's kind of, like, my theory on him. Like, he's in some virtual mm. world and, like, you know, he's just living this out and... It's everything's like virtual. It's not real, and it's all in his head. Mm-hmm. That, that's my theory on what's going on with him. So yeah, we so we do discover that he's he's captured. He says that in this episode that he's captured. So you know that's kind of like okay, captured where? Yeah, I think <laughs> like, he's in. Do you say imprisoned? Prison, yeah. Maybe, yeah. And and there's this game warden, uh, who. Is that his actual captor, or does the game warden uh, work for someone else? Is there a a, a bigger warden? <laughs> um, and then and then just the term game warden. What's that about game? So is is this like you said, like a simulation? Is this some you know, like is he in some big giant? I don't know game. Like what what is going on? Mm-hmm. But yeah, and the clones, the just perpetual clones. And that was that's creepy. <sighs> like they're talking about the the clone situation where Vite would just go to the lake and just like grab a new clone. Yeah, well that's from the next episode. But yeah. Oh wait. Oh. That's that was, that's episode four. Oh, that was but we're gonna talk four. about that anyway. So I yeah, mean, well, so yeah, we know what happens in episode four, obviously, because we're gonna talk about it. So yeah, that that's from episode four. Yeah, well, but the, he keeps doing these like experiments. But yeah, with he's the doing all these experiments and and then seemingly <laughs> gets new clones. So <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I've, everything with the Vite storyline is weird, it's and strange. I just wonder like how much longer they can go with this without mm-hmm. annoying or turning off viewers yeah and yeah before we like is there well let's hope there's a uh, quote-unquote in game with this and sense of he's going to be introduced into the main storyline somehow right but how wow i have no like i have no clue i what however he gets into the main story is going to be crazy i think because i don't i don't well, I don't know how. Well, <laughs> one thing is that at they least they, they talked about him in this episode because mm-hmm. Lori, yeah. Agent Blake, and and Petey were talking, mm-hmm. and they mentioned something or yeah, they mentioned something about Vite. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he he was mentioned at one point. Um, yeah, and you know, with so getting into I guess the main storyline blake uh we were introduced to agent blake agent Lori blake of the fbi um it is kind of cleverly revealed that she um was also a masked vigilante at some point in her life and then she retired from that became fbi did she say she was like actually a cop 
Like, was that kind of how, like, that worked? Oh, you mean I don't, she became a cop then, an FBI agent? Or, yeah, I don't, yeah, like, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know what that transition was from <laughs> masked vigilante to But it's funny. Because she's, uh, you know, she is implied and explained that she's, like, a former masked vigilante, but she's also a member of the anti-vigilante task force now in, <laughs> right. in 2019. I think it's 2019, but whatever yeah. year it's supposed to be in the show. And it's funny because like she used to be a vigilante, but now she's tasked with capturing people who did what she mm-hmm. did. And she seems to take, uh, she seems to have a particular disgust for those people who are mass vigilantes by the way right. she treated the the Mr. Shadow uh, character, <laughs> right. the the bootleg Batman character. Right. And I think, is it because she's like, she thinks back, well, I was, you know, I was an actual vigilante. Like, you know, I, I lived this, I did this. Right. And she sees people who do it to now are just like, just imposters. Like, right. Yeah, they're just trying real. to do it for attention, sort of. They're not for real. Like, right. she was in her group that she was, who we, we find out later. Because, uh, Another FBI agent, Petey, um, gives us a little background. He knows who she was in her former life. So she was, you know, former watchman yeah. of that crew. So, you know, we learn from Petey a little bit of background. And we also learn from her kind of this interesting way they show or tell about the watchman through her telling a joke to Dr. Manhattan via this weird phone that you can call yeah, the, Mars. The, the, the phone booth has a direct <laughs> line to Mars. Right. So weird. So yeah, you get so we, we start to get in episode three some background basically is what we're saying of, you know, what's what's going on. Um we get a little bit of her background. We get a little bit of background about the watchmen and um how we can call Dr. Manhattan on a on a phone to Mars. Well getting back to, to Lori and her used to be a vigilante, but now she's FBI. Like, you know, now she's working for the man. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if it's going to come into the future. Is, is it going to play out that maybe her loyalties become divided? Mm. You know, is she someone who, you know, she spent all these years being FBI and anti-vigilante task force. Right. And does, like, what's going on in, in Tulsa somehow make her... You know, switch her uh, uh, allegiance mm-hmm. again, and maybe she decides she she wants to be a vigilante, or she tries to help vigilantes. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that's going to play out right in the future. Right. I actually asked myself the question too: Are we going to basically see her kind of reformation somehow of the Watchmen of the originals? You know, like are they going to come out at some point? Maybe not during this season, but eventually, kind of thing. Yeah, because we got some people. I mean, yeah. we got her. She was like, you know, one of the vigilantes. We got uh, Vite. Yep. And then uh, Dr. Manhattan is, they've only shown him once, like in a news clip, but I mean, he's obviously still around. Mm-hmm. And then um, the owl guy that, yeah. was uh, was alluded to by the senator saying, you know, alluded that maybe he's in prison and he could get him out of prison. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's, yeah, there's probably. There might be an opportunity to get like all these, you know, Watchmen characters back together mm-hmm. again on this show. We'll right. see. Yeah. Um, what was my next question? 
That's my next kind of thought. So there's a funeral uh, scene for Judd, which was crazy. Um, and why was it crazy? <laughs> well, since you asked, um, I mean, they blew my man up. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that the, was... Uh, uh, the seventh cavalry, cavalry guy snuck right. in with a suicide vest, threatened to blow everyone up. And uh, yeah, unless the senator like came with him or whatever. Right. So and, senator's trying to go with him and you know trying to get some peace, you know, whatever to just you know say hey, let's like not do this. Like I'll go with you, whatever you want, type of deal. But uh, Lori <laughs> decides to take out this cavalry member uh, with her hidden gun, and um, yeah, the what was the bomber's uh, vest was like attached to his heart or something what did he say like if it stopped right that's what he, that's heart, what he said that's what he who, says who, if his heart stopped it's gonna blow up so angela being real resourceful <laughs> drags this guy's body into what was supposed to be judd's grave and then throws the casket <laughs> pushes on the casket on top and then it blew wow. up and then we had like bloody chunks of judd that everywhere was, that was crazy. That was wild. And it's like the whole time that Angela was like dragging this guy's body and was trying to do all this stuff. Nobody else did anything. No one no, helped her. No one see all I those mean, police that were there. And that just goes to show, man, that black men, black women, truly are the muse of the world. <laughs> they were doing all this work to save these people, and not one person helped the black woman. Like, where did all the police go? Like, I'm trying to think back now. Like where, where? I mean, supposedly, they, oh, I mean, they were trying to, they were trying to get people out. Yeah, okay. and they ran away. But I feel like there like, was still some people hanging yeah, out. Yeah, I'm like, no one stayed to <laughs> do this. So that was a crazy scene. Um, you know what? I I thought it was interesting. Um, before that, when 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 Lori was assigned to. Go to Tulsa. She was told yeah. by her her boss at FBI, mm-hmm. and how they made mention um, of the Victims of Racial Violence Act and mm-hmm. also the Defense of Police Act mm-hmm. and these two different laws that I guess have uh, been propagated mm-hmm. uh, over the years. Where, yeah, like I mean, they kind of alluded to it before with the Redfordations thing, where you know people who are descendants of the Tulsa massacre were mm-hmm. afforded. Uh, you know, reparations of, you know, cash settlement and things like that. Right. And I just thought it was funny, like, like, wow, like in this this world of the Watchmen, like they, the 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 country is actually kind of reconciling its mm-hmm. terrible past and things that it's done yeah. by enacting this, you know, victims of racial violence act. Like, wow, like right. people who are, you know, underrepresented ethnic groups that actually somehow in this world have received some sort of compensation or protections yeah. based on, you know, things that have happened to them. Right. That was racially based. And I thought that was like pretty cool and interesting and offered some sort of conflicts and it kind of explains why some some characters might not be happy with the way things are. Mm-hmm. But also they also have the Defense of Police Act where it's like, okay, these police are and, they, and that came out after the, the the white knight thing. I think they mentioned mm-hmm. the uh, the when, dopa dopa, right? So when all the the police in Tulsa were targeted and killed, yeah. And I was, you know, that's another interesting thing. It's like, wow, we have to come up with this specific law to protect the police because mm-hmm. 
you know, someone went in and, and killed all the police and their family. Mm-hmm. And that's the, I just find it interesting because it's kind of like, you know, most shows, they kind of don't really address any of the the legal, you know, legislation or any statutes and things like that that have an effect uh, or inform what's going on in this in the world. Like, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, this is like a loose sci-fi show. You mean like they're show. like cross, like they're kind of taking what's going on in this reality, our our real, real life outside of the show. Is that what you're saying? Like they're they're yeah, kind of acknowledging I mean, something that's happening in real life and like applying it to the show? With that, with that too, but I was thinking more of like they, they take something as, you know, as real life as just legislation in general. Mm. And 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 using it to help, uh, I guess, shape or build this particular world. Mm. You know, it's like mm. it's, it's it's kind mm. of like a loose sci-fi alternate reality right. type type show. And you know, certainly shows like that are usually kind of like, well, this is just the way it is, and things just happen. Yeah, this no, is I get like, what you're saying. They're saying they can create an actual law. Like, right, and, it, and it, yeah. it kind of explains kind of like, okay, what's going on in this world? Like, oh, this is a law that's been enacted. This is what's going on. So it kind of, it goes to world building, in my opinion. Kind of like mm-hmm. gives you a fully, fully uh, rounded view of, you know, what kind of world are we living in now? It's mm-hmm. not just like we just we accept what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is like, oh, there's these laws and these laws and then this is going on. Right. I think it's just an added touch to build the world. Right. Yeah, that... That definitely is interesting um, that they didn't just like, you know, just start the show with like, okay, this is what's, it's just the way it is. Like you said, like in a lot of shows, like they actually took time to say, no, this is, this was a law that was created. And so, yeah, so this is what's, this is what's happening. This is why, this is why we function this way in this show. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I was um, going to ask um, in, after this episode, you know, you know, so it's kind of like what we've been already talking about um, from previous episodes. Like, so, you know, what's up with, with Judd's past? You know, like, is he Calvary? You know, is he uh, a double spy or agent? You know, is he working for both the police and the Calvary? Like, um, yeah, this just kind of made me, you know, continue to question um, all of you know, this, like, did he, um, was he there on the white night? You know, we saw in the previous episode, was it previous episode? Yes. Episode two, when, um, we saw the, what happened during the white night when all these police got shot, you know, in their homes and we see Angela and, you know, so it's just kind of like, why didn't she get killed? You know, well, she got shot, but you know, it was kind of like, in a sense, she, got spared, you know, and... And, I'm, so and, it's and like, I tell you, I still have questions about that. Like, I, it's just, to me, that's... I don't even say that's the biggest mystery. Obviously, there's a lot of mysteries, a lot of yeah. questions that need to be answered in this show. But to me, that's something that really struck out, struck, uh, that struck me was how she survived that night. And mm-hmm. it was like... And her husband. And her husband. There was no explanation <laughs> of what right. happened. I mean, the guy had to drop on her. And is it because of, you know... Was it Judd? Was it somebody else? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? You know, right? Does it seem kind of odd that like Judd and her were were just a, a couple of the, the handful two, of yeah, people who that like survived? Made it through, right? Exactly. And um, 
Yeah, I think that's really interesting, you know, especially finding the, you know, clan robe in the closet. So, you know, it's like, what's, you know, what's up with him? Um, so hopefully that's something that, you know, we will find out more about as these episodes go on. Um, what's the deal with Looking Glass? <laughs> what's this? What, what's, you like Seinfeld? What's the deal yeah, with Looking Glass? Yeah, what's he so weird and just, yeah, the mask, like what what's going on with him? Because like, he, he always wears his mask. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> are we going to get some background on what's his deal? Um, yeah, he just is always very interesting. But I like his, I like his character. He's just very like blunt and just to the point and and almost just kind of like he doesn't he doesn't care. I don't know. He doesn't. It's like he's he's so um, yeah, just so forthcoming. Like the way he talks, like he's always kind of like are you, he he gives me the sense of like he's thinking in his head like are these people that stupid like he he just has this kind of this air about him and it just comes it comes out like it's it's so funny yeah he kind of it's kind of no nonsense kind of get to the point you yeah know. like the, why are you wasting my time like come on yeah um, yeah he's certainly a cool character um but one thing i did enjoy just speaking overall about this episode i do like Mm-hmm. That we finally actually got some more backstory on what's going on. Right. You know, the first two episodes were definitely a like you know what the f type situation. If you if you don't have any knowledge of Watchmen or the comic book or the movie, mm-hmm. you like completely confused. Right. So what's going on? And then this this episode kind of pushed us more in the direction of explaining some things where we learn about Lori. Uh, Blake, who she is, uh, you know, her relationship to previous Watchmen, and we know that, uh, you know, we kind of get some answers on what's going on with them and, mm-hmm. and what her role is. So I like I like that. Like, we kind of starting to advance a little bit closer to, or just giving you more direct links to the previous, you know, the source material. Right. You know, as opposed to like, oh, it just says the name Watchmen, but then there's mm-hmm. nothing else that really relates to the Watchmen, but now it's right. kind of like, with the introduction to her character and their conversations she's had, we yeah. get a little bit more and a little bit more direct relationship. Right, and it's like I said, like the joke that she was telling to Doctor Manhattan on the phone, like that was, you know, that's basically the little kind of intros to each of those characters. Um, you know, if you're paying attention to it, um, that I thought was clever in terms of how they put that in into the show and and also um how they've even put in some of the like um other characters from i don't know if they talked about it and now i'm thinking of was it episode four um i think it was this episode the the show the american hooded justice yeah so like putting those other characters in in the sense of through like this all of this like show within a show (laughs) type thing so i think it's clever how they're giving us some background without doing um a typical kind of like flashback um or um which i wouldn't mind this if they did some sort of like like if they did like a whole episode or a partial episode into 
like the the backgrounds of the Watchmen, the way they're do like the way they are doing it by you know Laurie's joke, and then like the show within the show. I think is really cool to give the audience like who doesn't know anything about Watchmen like just like this little background if you're if you're paying attention. Yeah, to that, no, so. it's it's good because yeah. it, it really yeah. It's- Explains things, and it's better than, like you said, a flashback or which the, is so played, yeah, right, or the lazy approach where you know they'll put like text on the screen explaining, mm. like in 1925, blah 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 yeah, blah blah, some happened. narration of something, right, and that's like the lazy way. This is a very clever and, and interesting way to kind of give you that information that you need, yeah, so you don't need any of the the silly basic cliched ways to get that information so i i like that yeah agreed all right well do you have any more thoughts about episode three no i'm good on uh episode three we can move on to episode four okay let me uh just do a quick little blurb about that one so episode four was called if you don't like my story write your own and just a little recap on this one from, from the interwebs, um, reclusive trillionaire, Lady True, finally enters the stage with a mysterious offer. With Blake getting closer to the truth of her cover-up, Angela enlists Looking Glass for help. The Lord trains two new servants. Okay. Lord of the Manor. Lord, what? <laughs> in this recap blurb, it says the Lord. Well, you said the Lord. Uh, well, you said what'd you say? The Lord. What does it say? Um, the previous episode's recap said the Lord yeah. of the Manor. This one does not. I know, say but what, 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 what did you I say? I said the Lord trains two new servants. All right, so when you say it like that, it makes me think of like Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <so. laughs> yeah. I'm like he just like training apostles up in this piece, like <laughs> yeah. the Lord trains two new servants. Um, so this episode, we, we finally meet Lady True. Um, she was talked about, I think in the last episode or the one before, um, I think in relation to the millennium clock, right? Uh, the, we see the millennium clock and, um, and then they, they mentioned in the previous episode, like that she took over, uh, Vice company, company, right, 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 yeah. right. Which is how she became a trillionaire. Um, don't get it twisted. Um, so yeah, this. This is interesting. Yeah, um, we. This one I kind of want to just. Yeah, it, I'm trying not to recap too much because we assume you've all watched this. But yeah, like this is an interesting opening for this episode where we meet Lady True um, via a couple who um, I guess they live on a farm. They're trying to sell some eggs. Um, you see them not have such a good day selling eggs. Uh, old girl is taking the eggs inside. She drops them. <laughs> <laughs> which we both were collectively like, oh, like that was just, I, I mean, can't believe she, she dropped all those eggs. stumbled on the steps of their <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> type house and then just like dropped them all I'm on the like, ground. I'm like, girl, how you going to drop your, drop the, the eggs? That's the, the money maker, right? Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so they're just this couple and, um, you know, they're just, kind of there by themselves and stuff, you know, and they're doing a little puzzle. They have the little dinner and they're getting into bed. And before you know it, knock, knock. And they're like, who is this? And I'm, and I'm thinking that to myself too. I'm like, who knocking at 
door. I don't know what time it is. It could be eight o'clock for all we know. Because they're farmers, you know, they farm probably got in bed at eight early, p.m. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, you know, they open the door, and I'm I'm terrified because I'm like, who knows what happens on this show? Who anything happened on this show? Who knows who that could be? And you know, we see this uh, shadowy figure, um, and she's like, hello, and I'm like, what? So this is Lady True, and. Yeah, so she presents them with this offer, basically, you know, to <laughs> buy their land um, from them because, as we find out, she's got something coming to her um, that's going to land on their property. And, um, yeah, that was just such an interesting scene. I mean, I mean, she brought out, she's like, I can give you a baby. Like, oh, right. oh no, I got the baby. <laughs> Here's the baby. <laughs> right. Because the, the couple were like... Yeah, they were trying to have a baby. Conceiving and, you know, they couldn't have a baby and they were poor. And she right, says, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you, what? she say $5 million? $5 million and, and this baby. baby. Right. <laughs> and they were still up there thinking about it. She's like, look, I know you went to the clinic. I got your DNA. This is actually your baby. Like, this isn't like some random some baby. Right. This is like a baby that's from your DNA. So it'll be your actual, like, son or <laughs> and whatever. And the dude is all in. He's like, oh, it's our baby. He's got your eye. And the woman's, like, hesitating. And then, like, you know, Lady True's, like, you know, she's got the hourglass. Right. You got three top. minutes. Yeah, she's like, you got three minutes to, like, <laughs> take this offer. And they're, like, him and the horn, like, ooh, yeah, I don't know who want to take that baby. And I'm just like, you better take that baby. She said five million. As soon as she said that. <laughs> Because she wants to buy the land and the house. And then, right. yeah, you come to find out as soon as they consummate the deal, something lands on the property. Some, yeah. So she, mm. Lady True now owns the property, so she at, owns whatever landed. Who knows what it was? Who knows? A meteorite. I don't know. An alien? Alien mm. ship? Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, that was a very, very interesting scene. But it also, I guess it was important and also in giving us... A, a glimpse into one how rich Lady True was, right? And then also how it gives us an idea that maybe she has some sort of, you know, she she has some way of 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 detecting or predicting exactly what was going to land was mm. going to land there, and she needed to get this done right then because she knew something was going to land there. She wanted to own the property so she could own whatever landed. Right? Maybe that's what. The clock is four. But you know what? Now that I think about it, though, Lady True kind of like lowballed them. When you think about it, like she's a trillionaire, right? And she gave like only five million dollars. I mean, of course, five million dollars means a lot to those poor farm yeah, right. farm people. But just think about it. Like she basically didn't give. You know, she gave from her fortune, not of her fortune. Like she, if she's truly a trillionaire. Like, $5 million ain't nothing, nothing to her. Like, she could have hooked them up with, like, I don't know, I mean, $200 million, $300 million. She could have hooked them up for life. But only $5 million for something she felt that was that important. Like, yo, she straight lowballed them. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, dude. <laughs> should have been $500 million. It should have been. <laughs> um, I didn't even think of it like that. I, I was... This is just where my head. I'm like five million. <laughs> Take it. Like that's a lot of money. Like you know. Um, again, coming coming for these people. I mean, they probably like that. They could. Oh my god, that is. They are set for life. They're thinking that they're set for life with that. I'm sure. And another thing about that scene, which I think is a, not important, but it kind of offers kind of like a bookend to another scene. Is like when she told them like. 
you know, if you don't want the baby, I would dispose of it. And then they thought she was going to, like, destroy the, the baby. And she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'll just find another home for him or something like right, that. Right, yeah, that was... And that's funny because, like, you know, moving on from that, it kind of, like, makes me think of when we find out where Vite is getting the clones from. Mm-hmm. In this episode, where he's getting these, like, alien babies. Right, exactly. And I think that was, like, kind of intentional how they, you know put those two, like, book, use those kind of scenes to book in the episode because, right. you know, Lady True says, she, you know, she's not a monster. She's not actually going to destroy the baby. She's just going to give it to another family. While on the other hand, Vite is getting these, like, clone babies <laughs> off the lake and then, like, throwing, throwing away, away the, the defective bad ones. ones. I right, guess. exactly. So the, I like the right. contrast of that. That Yeah, that was, that is good. Yeah, that is really good. Um, yeah, that was quite the way to open up... Um, the episode. Um, what did you think about this episode um, going forward from that? Scene? Well, I I I, I liked because I liked David. You know, we're we're getting more characters now, and we're still filling out the world and kind of getting more explanation of things, right? Because um, we meet Lady True, we meet Lady True's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we also. You know, kind of see Lady True's company in a sense. And most importantly, I guess the biggest reveal of that episode probably was that we see that Lady True and Angela's grandfather, Will, are in cahoots. Right. They're like working together. Yeah, that's so weird. And that was a big reveal. So that was kind of like, whoa, okay. Did that come as a surprise to you? The Lady True. Did, did Did you see this coming? No. I didn't see it coming. Okay. You th- did you see it coming? I mean, because we didn't no. even know who Lady True was until this yeah, episode. So. Right. I don't... Okay. I No, I was just wondering just because I was thinking, did, should we have seen this coming? Like when... Here's what. When they were... When he sh- when they finally showed him, uh, you know, with her, I, I was... I don't know. On one hand, I was like, whoa, I didn't see this coming. But then there was a part of me that was kind of like, I saw this coming. I, like, of course, like, I don't know what it was about seeing them together. I was like, oh, this makes sense. I, I got that sense. It was such a weird feeling to, to have both of those feelings. Like, whoa, this is weird. But then I was like, oh, yeah, of course, they're in cahoots. Like, so, well, but then I don't know what they could be in. I don't know what they could be in. Right. About. I mean, they kind of alluded to it, you know, not even alluded to it. They just kind of said, well, well, she's not ready to know, or, you know, like who knows what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But another funny reveal, part of that was, you know, Will can walk. Right. <laughs> he can stand I up. I kind of had this feeling he could. <laughs> I, yeah, that wasn't a big shock to me. I don't know why. I just felt like he could walk. Um, I don't know. I know. See, it's kind of, but it's kind of interesting because then also, in a way, it also, to me, kind of like changes how you view his character. Mm -hmm. So now he seems less like like a feeble old man. You basically (laughs) can see that the feeble old man was like a role he was playing for Angela's benefit. Right. Right. You know, even though he's still like a hundred years old. Hmm. Um. He obviously can walk. He doesn't need the wheelchair. Right. Um, he's, you know, someone you can see in the way he talked to Lady True was was bold, confident, and um, defiant in a way. So he's, he, mm-hmm. 
you, you, there's much more to him now than you than you than you know, you know, right? Yeah, than, than you initially thought. So you know, you you want to know what else is up with this guy now? So like, yeah, going forward, he's he's now even more interesting uh, to try to find out what's going on with him, uh, other than him just being related to Angela. Um, uh, Lube Man. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> that was a funny moment. I just thought about Lube, Lube Man. Uh, oh boy, some mysterious figure who Angela sees um, when she's trying to dispose of Will's wheelchair. She comes across some shiny suited man who's... Shiny suited vigilante. Vigilante who then slathers himself with some sort of lubricant and slides down a sewer i i my guess is it's Petey. you think that's Petey? oh i'm pretty sure it's Petey. wow i watched it twice i watched this episode twice Petey? I, I think it's Petey. wow i didn't even i yeah, that thought that, i didn't thought to even cross my mind i don't know i didn't expect it to be anybody in particular and you out here calling it Petey. <laughs> i'm gonna call it i, I could mean, be wrong but i think it's Petey. i watched it twice kind of kind of looked at the face shape a little bit and um I'm gonna just take a stab at his PD. Oh, okay. So just well, because he's kind of into that world, you know, he was really he revealed more facts to Angela about uh, Agent Blake in the car when they were going to meet Lady True, and um, so I'm thinking it's PD. I think he's into that so stuff. You think I think he's he a wants. He's secretly, secretively a <laughs> a mass vigilante himself, even though he works yeah, for the FBI. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I was hoping to maybe see him again because this little one-off so far is kind of weird. But um, yeah, like maybe he's doing some, you know, little, uh, what's that word? Recon? Uh, Yeah, reconnaissance. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to find out stuff about Angela and pass on to Agent Blake. And I don't know. Yeah, I I think it's Petey. I'm just going to throw it out. (laughs) I think it's Petey. but maybe I'm wrong. But that was a very interesting. That was a, such a random scene. She was like, "What the f?" I know. Like <laughs> the, that that was, was such a funny thing. That was that was really funny. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was just randomly thinking about that. Uh, I just saw it in my notes and just decided to bring it up. And also, in this episode, we see that like Angela's starting to like kind of. Open up a little bit more to to Looking Glass about mm-hmm. what's going on in her investigation, right? Her shadow investigation of Judd's murder, right? Um, because she goes to him and 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 she tells him that she found this clan robe, right? In, in Judd's closet, and then she says, you know, she asks Looking Glass or Wade, mm-hmm. she asks him, "Did you know he was racist?" <laughs> <laughs> and Wade said he was a white man in Oklahoma, right? Like, Duh. Like what do you what do you expect? You know, <laughs> like, like surprise. He's never surprised about anything. That's what's so right. Like, exactly. He's, he's, he's just, yeah. And so he. And so it's funny. Like even though Jeff may not have been out and out racist, burn, you know, crosses on your lawn, racist. But you know, he probably still had some tendencies in him being, you know, a white man in Oklahoma. So that was that was pretty funny and. And I just thought, like, dude, like, why is she giving this to Wade to hold on to, like, 
What if someone finds it in Wade's place and gets the wrong impression? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how she found the robe in Judd's place and said, okay, Judd is like a Klansman or something. Like, right. what if someone comes into Wade's house and they find it and they're going to think he's like mm-hmm. <laughs> in the clan or something like that? But, I mean, he agreed to keep it. So, I mean, I guess he was trying to, you know, help her out. He didn't mind it too much. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But given the way Wade lives, I don't. I think that's why she went to him. I oh, because he's not going to have any visitors? He doesn't have any friends. Dude has a bunker. Like, he's, yeah, he's out there. So I think, yeah, she probably was like, if I'm going to trust anybody, it is uh, definitely going to be him. Um, jumping back to Vite right. and the clones. Yeah. And. Now we know where all the clones are going. <laughs> he's um. Where are they going? Well, they're well. He's flinging them out into yeah into some, where to we something. don't know. Yeah, they just they keep disappearing. They just disappear. Um, and and now we know where he get we know where he gets them from. So these are more questions that have been answered. Where does he? Where do all these clones come from? We he gets them from a river, and they're babies. And, he and like, that's so it, weird. It, 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 like ages them in some kind of like <laughs> machine. This you know, storyline to bring them to maturity. It's like, yay, we get answers, but no, it's still really weird. (laughs) Right, the answers are weird answers. It's like saying, like, you know, what happened to my cow? I don't know what happened to the cow, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then someone says, well, the cow, you know, decided to go catch a bus to the museum, and then he had lunch in the cafeteria. I was like, okay, well, that explains what happened to the cow, but that's still really weird. Weird. So weird. So weird. So there's a baby river of clones. And um, he gets them, and and I and we were talking about how he threw threw the defective ones back. Well, I wonder what he saw that made them defective. I don't know. Do you think they're like missing a hand or something like that? Like they have like abnormalities. I'm sorry, I'm getting too like maybe to the call. maybe it's not even there's something wrong. They're defective. Maybe it's like when he's when you're fishing and it's like you don't like the cut of this fish's jib. Maybe he doesn't like the cut of that clone's jib. Like there's something about this clone I'm not feeling. So Let me throw this one back. It's so interesting. And you know, then, maybe it's too small. Like they throw away small yeah, fish guppies. It's so weird. And they like come out and they're like. And he had them, like, did you notice, like, when he carried the two back in and they were crying? They were, like, crying. <laughs> like, this is so, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're clones. Like, I didn't expect them to cry. I don't know why. But anyway, so, yeah, and this machine, like, did he build this machine? Did his game master or game warden, I'm sorry, build this? Like, what? What just what is going on? I mean, that is the perpetual. It's, it's like it's a totally. It's like wow. it's a totally different show. It's so because you know? it's so surreal, so strange, so strange, and so surreal. Where the the main storyline was what's going on in Tulsa seems grounded in reality and plausible. Right. The whole Vite part just sounds completely crazy and bonkers and Gonzo. So <laughs> it's it's very interesting how they keep doing this with these two different storylines. So did he kill all of them? So yeah, so he's making more clones to basically help him clean up the clones. He's he killed he killed them all. Like why did he kill all of them? And then he's flinging them out. He's killing them. He's flinging them out into what could be outer space, could be another dimension. The way they disappear. I don't know, into some void and it just further, you know, you're just asking the question, where the heck is this guy? 
is he on another planet? <laughs> is he, is he, yeah, is he in, um, <laughs> Oh Girl's Void from The Good Place? <laughs> Janet? Is he, is he in Janet's Void? <laughs> or it's like, uh, like on Star Trek on a, like a holodeck, you know, when yeah. you're on a holodeck and the, and they open up the door and they try to throw an object off the holodeck, mm. it would disappear because mm. there's no, there's no hollow emitters beyond the door of the holodeck. I don't think seen anybody do that on as much star trek as i've watched i don't think i've ever seen anybody do that well you should you should have seen the episode of next generation where moriarty you know took over the ship because he wanted to captain picard to figure out a way to get him off of the holodeck oh wait maybe i did see that you probably saw that one then 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 picard said there's no way because you're just you know like image you can't leave the holodeck and he took an object and he threw it just to show up moriarty that you know, it wouldn't mm-hmm. exist beyond the threshold of the, the holodeck door. Okay. I think yeah. I, I remember that now. See, we just, yeah. we just nerded out right we there just, for you guys. <laughs> Did you assume that TNG? <laughs> so, yeah, this this bite story, yeah, I, I just don't even know what to make of it. Um, I feel like, I'm like, and I question, I'm like, is this in the comic? Was this part of the comic? Like, is that why this is one of those things that we just don't know about because we didn't read the comic? Yeah. You know, like, what? I don't know anything about anything. (laughs) This is very strange. But intriguing. It's intriguing nonetheless. And I'm still waiting to see how he ties into the main story and all these clones. And yes, I'm, 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 who has captured him? Who is this game warden? Um, if he is the person that has captured him or if somebody else has captured him, I don't know, but I'm still intrigued by it all. Um, and we find out also that he has been in captivity for four years. So he's been there for wherever he is for some time. Um, but I guess like the catapulting and all that stuff, maybe it's his, maybe he is trying to escape. Maybe he's trying to test out a way to leave right for himself <laughs> so, right for himself right so he's using these clones as as just testing material well back to the real world yeah <laughs> whatever fantasy world Off fight of that. is in yes is it wouldn't you say that the green world greenwood heritage center is like the coolest museum ever it is and why don't we have one i yeah. feel like we could make that well, that's what the, <laughs> the, the 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 blacksonian is supposed to be the national museum of african-american yeah. history and culture mm-hmm. but i don't think it's as half as cool as this green world greenwood heritage center where they could take a dna swab and just basically tell you your whole life that, <laughs> I mean, that is dope i mean like when angela went in there and did, did the swab and then like they gave her like the whole family tree Three. i'm like dude the this acorn. is like awesome plant your acorn i know it's and... plant your acorn what? I'm like, this is so awesome, man. Yeah, that was dope. That was really dope. That was like my favorite part um, of the episode, mainly because I would also like that to happen in real oh, life. So you're going to give the government your DNA, my sister? <sighs> well, when you put it like that. Yeah, you got you to stay woke, my sister. You can't have the man have oh my access gosh. to your DNA. <laughs> well, I still think it's cool. Um, so what do you think those pills are that Angela found in her car that was dropped off? Well, then it, um, she gives them to Wade to have his ex take a look and see. I don't know. I mean, they're the pills that, that Will had. Didn't he say something in the first, not the first episode, the second episode about they help him to remember? Oh, did we see those already? 
I don't remember the pills. The pills, yeah, yeah. Because remember, oh, because remember. when she had him tied up in the bakery, okay. he was like, I, "Can I have my pill?" And oh, then she gave him because he needs. I need my pills, right? Okay. But I thought he. I, oh, I thought didn't he, know those were the same ones. Yeah, that's the same ones. Because then she took them, and when she took him to the car and put him in the car, she took the pills and put them in the glove the, uh, compartment. I like, totally missed that part. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. That's the question. I don't know what they are. I mean, yeah, it's it's really not clear what they are. I mean, I'm sure at some point they'll explain to us what the what the pills are and what they do. What do you think is going to happen to Angela? So you know, basically, um, Lori is all about this missing car, well, reappearing car, uh, re- Angela's reappearing car out of the sky, and you know, she went and ran prints on it. <laughs> Much to Angela's uh, chagrin. Yeah, so sure, chagrin. Let's use that word. Um, and yeah, so she finds like these prints. She fi- and she finds Will's prints. What do you think? Like, uh, do you think Lori is really gonna find out like what happened? Like, you know, like gonna really find out like who Will is? I should say. Um, we find out, I guess she find out, found out that Will was a cop through the prints. So that was interesting. Um, so we know a little bit more about Will. I mean, I think eventually but, she'll find out. I mean, we're only on episode four and there's yeah. what, nine episodes this season. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't it's want to. probably part of the, she probably has to find out. Like, yeah. I don't anticipate them like stretching this off too long. Cause that also presents the conflict of. Them finding out that this guy is related to Angela mm-hmm. and then what's going on with that. So I think eventually uh, Lori's going to find out mm-hmm. uh, about it. Yeah. Just don't know when. Yeah. Um, kind of shady that Lori went to Angela's house and talked to Cal. Yeah. like she, I mean, she is really doing her due diligence. I mean, Lori is really all she, over the place. Well, she went to she went to the house and talked to Cal. The episode right. before, she, she went, went to Judd's house and talked to his wife, wife yeah. and... Like, Lori just be, like, she doing her job, you know? And I found it interesting, uh, this little character note on on Cal is, you know, he he basically lied to Lori about what happened, you know, what happened that night, but he didn't like it. And he's someone who has this certain moral code where he Mm. doesn't like lying. Like, he seems like he really does not lie. Yeah. And, And it stretches even to the fact where they wouldn't even lie to the kids. When it come came to talk about God in heaven, because apparently the Abars are atheists, and you know they were telling the kids like, "No, there's no heaven. You just die. You just die. <laughs> like you were, you're here, and, and then, then you're, you're not. You're not." <laughs> and I'm like, "Dog, oh. like savage, Is man." That what other atheists are out there doing? Is that how they look at life? That sounds so. Terrible. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, was just, it wasn't even just the fact that they're atheists. Um, but Angela didn't seem too happy that's... Right, because I think she's still, like, even though she's someone who is a realist, as we see from the prior episodes, where she says, like, the world's not lollipops and rainbows Rainbow, or whatever. Right. But I think when it comes to the kids, she's like, yo, I mean, come on, Cal. You just can't like, be just you, like telling these like five or six year old kids or however old they are, these young kids, that uh, there's no heaven and you're just not going to be here anymore. Like, I think she probably feels like you might want to soften it a little bit with the kids. Li- yeah, you know? they're a little young. So, right, right, right. 
Yeah, but I thought that was an interesting character beat that they kind of put put mm-hmm. in there. I don't know if it's going to lead to anything else. Right. Um, or it's just something they just did just to kind of round out the characters more to give them more texture. Mm-hmm. I found it as another little character note about him also that he was, you know, when she comes home, she, he was reading things fall apart. I know, Chinua Achebe. Chinua Achebe. Um, wonder if that means anything. Means anything. We'll come back. It's a very interesting yeah, book to be reading. Things, and all that. Yeah, things fall apart. And I tell you <laughs> what. I cannot remember what happened and things fall apart. I read it in the eighth grade. I read it 30 I, years ago. I read it back then, too, sometime. Really? Um, I thought you didn't read it. No, I I, I, I own it. Um, I oh, have it. Well, excuse me. Um, I, but I feel like I read it a little later than you did. I feel like I didn't read it until college. Well, I mean, you didn't, you didn't have yeah. the privilege of going to Bates Academy. I did not have so. that privilege of going to the Stute Bates Academy in Detroit, Michigan. So we, uh, we read... The, we read Books that were beyond our yeah. uh, supposed grade level. Yeah, so we read Chinua Achebe in the eighth grade. I'm pretty sure I read that like in college. <laughs> Definitely didn't read it in high school. Um, but yeah, I yeah thought that was a really interesting book to be reading. Just for the title of it alone, like things fall apart. Like, hmm, like you know, just just interesting. Um, well, I think after yeah, is it. Time would tell if that turns out to be anything of importance to the to the narrative. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, the fact that they even put that in the in the show mm-hmm. is telling to me because it it gives an indication to me, and we've we've had evidence over the past few episodes yeah. of the diversity of the writers' room for the show, right? And it says, and I and I read about it when the show started. Apparently, I think there were like. I think it's like eight writers in the writer's room and then like, mm-hmm. or 12 writers in the writer's room. And of those 12, eight are women and or people of color. Okay. And it's a very diverse writer's room. So, mm-hmm. you know, all these episodes are being co-written between Damon Lindelof and, you know, a different writer. Um, you know, what one black woman co-wrote one episode, another black man co-wrote another one. Mm-hmm. And I just think having that diversity in the writer's room is, is giving you little beats and little moments like this where you have, you know, things fall apart uh, being read by one of the characters. Because, right. I mean, co- color me a cynic <laughs> or someone who is, I don't know, cynic, short-sighted, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't think that there would be too many white people who know about things fall apart. Unless mm-hmm. you're someone who's like an English major in college yeah, or perhaps, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Or you're like really into literature. I don't think there's too many like mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill black, white people who know about things fall apart or Chinua Achebe. So uh, I'm just going to have to like guess and, mm-hmm. and make a, a educated guess that that was one of the writers of color you know pitch that and push put that in the episode i'm just reading a little quick summary of it Hmm. of what of things fall apart on the internet just to see if there's any quick little things that would stick out in terms of being related to you know angela and like her and her and cal specifically um or and or to the entire show Mm -hmm. um maybe but i'm skimming this is quite a summary it's like a very long summary but um 
yeah i would have to look into that a little bit deeper read that a little bit deeper and maybe um there might be a little bit of a connection there so that that might be something done on purpose mm -hmm. but um yeah very very interesting um choice of book for sure um oh do you, were you about to say something sorry no um i mean what the anything else catch your eye? Oh, one thing that caught my eye was <clears throat> with the cold cavalry thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know how the the, the the cavalry, you know, is tick tock, tick tock. Right. And then Judd told, you know, Angela tick tock, tick tock. Well, then in this episode, you know, Will says tick tock, tick tock. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, okay, so at first we thought it was a cavalry thing, but then. Judd did the same thing, or Will did the same thing, going TikTok, TikTok. So, mm. what does TikTok, TikTok mean? Yeah, like, don't know. Having, <laughs> having the slightest of clues with with why people keep referring to that. Only thing I can just, it's like, it's like Watchmen. Like I think of you know like clocks, right? You know, and obviously there's the millennium, millennium clock you know, situation, who knows what that's going to really be about, what that's going to do. Um, yeah, like there's a lot of just clock references, <laughs> which I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how it's all going to like tie in together with mm -hmm. the, that. But yeah, yeah, very interesting that he said it. Yeah, what a, mm -hmm. would it blow your mind if you find out he was in cavalry? Too? Oh, that would be so weird. That would be weird. <laughs> considering the cavalry is considered like, as the FBI agent put in the, in episode three, they're like the clan, which is different branding. <laughs> so it'd be mm -hmm. kind of weird if like, Will yeah, was Will was in that. <laughs> right. But you know, stranger things that happen. We don't. Who knows, man? There's a, there's a lot going on in this show. Now, one just um, this could be our final thing because um, I'm not sure if I have anything else that I wanted to like. Um, really, oh, two things. So one thing, this is kind of going back to the beginning, the, the first episode when we see, uh, the little boy, Will, who we find out is Will. Right. And, you know, he's left and, you know, he's in, you know, he gets out of the like carriage or whatever, buggy, horse and buggy, whatever they were like in. And, you know, he finds, now those people weren't his parents, right? Or were they his parents? What people? The people that were killed, you know, when he was escaping. Like, you know, no. he was like, were they his parents or no? No, not no, his parents. His parents were with them. His mother was with them at the movie theater. Right. And then his father came in and right. said, we've got to go. Right. So then they put him in the carriage and then they stayed behind. Right. Okay. I just so his parents just stayed behind. Sure remembering it. And those yeah, the two other the, the people he adults. was in the, in, the, in the carriage with, those were just strangers. Right. Those are people That's get what, out of town, and they they wanted him to they they wanted them to get Will out of town. Right. I wonder what happened to the little baby. Exactly. So that's what I keep thinking of. Like, what happened to the baby? Like, yeah, he picks up the baby. You know, the and him he, and the baby and survive whatever happened, and he starts walking. And it's like, where's the baby? Who's he survived. Baby? You assume the baby survived too, because you the baby. Right. So, so who's the baby? Where's that baby gonna come up? Right. The, <laughs> I mean, the baby's gonna come up at some point because the baby is 
probably because at the time of him, he was what, like five or six. Mm-hmm. I think he, his age was supposedly five or six. Yeah, I guess so. so then yeah. the ba- this is like a, a baby that was less than a year old, probably mm-hmm. a six month old baby. So basically, whoever it is is like five years younger than him. Mm-hmm. And if if they're still alive, I mean, they're in the nineties. Because I don't know what's the purpose of of, of bringing that up with the baby and even showing that baby if that. It wasn't going to come into play later in the right. show, you know, because they could have just had they could they just could have showed him, you know, surviving the whatever happened with the uh, with the with the carriage or buggy or whatever, and that, right. and that was it. So they made it a point to show him pick up this baby and continue mm-hmm. for something. So that has to come in and play yeah. at some point. So I, I keep that in the back of my mind. So I mean, maybe like you know, that somebody. Maybe they'll they'll show they'll bring like you know Marla Gibbs on the show <laughs> and then she'll play the the woman who grew up to be the baby that used to be the baby right. who knows <laughs> who knows excuse me um last thing I was gonna say um what did you think about um Lady True's daughter um what did you think about her and what did you think about her waking up from you know, sleep. She was attached to some sort of IV. Um, and she was having some nightmares and she, you know, she, you know, she's telling Lady True the story, you know, her, her night or her dreams or whatever. And I mean, to me, it kind of sounded like she's basically reliving Lady True's childhood, maybe. See, right? I didn't even even come to that conclusion. Okay. Like, her name was her daughter's <laughs> Beyond. Her, Beyond. Beyond is her name. Um well she said Beyond woke up and told Lady True that, you know, she was dreaming about walking a long distance and then she said her feet are still hurting. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe there's something special with Beyond where maybe she has some special abilities. Um and my guess was like maybe she like can astral project herself or something like maybe mm. like she can like project herself to faraway places mm. and say and I think it was like she would say she was someplace that she was walking 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 and to her it felt like a dream but in actuality she actually was walking mm. that's why she said my feet still hurt because. You she know, was actually she doing was it. actually doing it like she was just projected herself some long distance. Okay, that was like my guess. My guess is like she has some sort of uh, some sort of special abilities. Okay, I don't um, know. I'm just thinking. I guess at this point, I'm 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 still expecting people to have special abilities. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, guess <laughs> I'm waiting for that too. I'm I'm yeah, I'm waiting for that too. Um, I I don't know if we're gonna get it though. Um, I think I. I watched this episode twice, like I said. So I think what I keyed in on was the conversation Lady True was having with Will about how, you know, I guess actually it is about those pills. Like, you know, he's trying to give Angela these memories or whatever. And I guess that's the pills. And so, you know, he says to Lady True, you know, like you're trying to do the same thing to your daughter. So I guess that's what I keyed in on is that maybe, oh, maybe the, she's like reliving memories of, mm, of Lady True, like Lady True's memories, you know, and, you know, because Lady True was like, well, I'm, what I'm doing is not the same. I mean, she puts it in so many words, like basically I'm, she's not doing 
she's not doing what Will thinks she's doing. Right. Um, so I'm like, oh, maybe she's trying to have her daughter relive her childhood trauma or something to strengthen her for today, like in this present time or something. Like, so yeah, that's so now now that I'm like looking at my I'm looking at my notes again, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe those pills are kinda like these pills that induce memory or something like that. So um yeah, I think um that was just really interesting because if that's what she's doing, I don't know. That was wild. Right. Um, so that's something that we can say because we don't see, um, we talked about this before, we don't see a lot of technology in this uh, time, like in terms of like people are using pagers and not cell well, phones. It's, it's people don't weird... have computers. But then like Lady True has like kind of this access to technology. She's building this clock or built this clock or whatever. Yeah, it's a weird thing where we some things we don't have clearly. Like we yeah. clearly don't have cell phones. We clearly don't have I don't know if it's clear, but I don't think there is the internet either. Right. But then there we do like I said we have other technology where Lady True has these like weird these drones, these high-tech drones. Right. Um you have um you know computer kiosks at museums that can like process your DNA on site. Right. You know, right. Just weird stuff like True. that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's really interesting. I wonder, yeah, like what's that about? Like why some technology, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be something that kind of like what we said, is that that's just the way it is. You know, like this is just how the world is built. Or if we are going to get some explanation, is there some right. another set of laws or right, something exactly. that bans people from, right. you know, or you have to apply for technology or something. You have to get grants for technology. <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be really interesting if, if we find out, oh, you, we do have the Internet, but you got to have like a million dollars to get it or something, you know? Mm -hmm, exactly. So, yeah. Very interesting stuff, this show. Well, I look forward to the next episode <laughs> um, because there's just so much going on. Um, but we are getting some answers, so that is very interesting. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's still a lot of stuff that we, we're just, yeah, the whole Vite thing is just, wow, a mystery. Right. Um, but, yeah, at least we've met some more people. We're learning some more things. Right, so we, it doesn't feel like we're spinning our wheels. Yeah, like we're some, not in the dark completely. Right, yeah. some shows it's kind of like you just kind of spin your wheels and like there's no answers given. Like there's there's answers given. I mean, there's new questions arise, but mm -hmm. they're they're doing a pretty good job so far of, of kind of like answering some questions and keeping the narrative moving forward, which is very appreciative. Right. I mean, I know a lot of people have problems with Damon Lindelof because of Lost, and they said Lost didn't have any answers, didn't explain anything. Mm -hmm. Although Lost did explain quite a bit, but people are just <laughs> so impatient that they just wanted to didn't have the answers yeah. right in a wait. So at least it looks like you know he's probably trying to head off or preempt those complaints by making sure that we're getting some answers as we move along with each episode. Right. Well, do you have anything to wrap up with? No, I am no? good. I think that's uh, that's mm -hmm. a pretty good bow on episodes yeah, we're three a, and four. We're a little all over the place, but we we'll get it together. We're just trying not to be I don't know boring and recap the show and tell you what you already know. Um, and yeah, hopefully the next episode we will have more riveting discussion for you. Um, 
So we thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us ramble on and on. <laughs> but yeah, we hope you um, check us out on social media. Um, when you are on Twitter or Facebook, holla at us. And um, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks and goodbye. Bye.